We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. It's Wednesday hump day. How are you all doing? Are you doing good? I truly do hope so. I'm a little um, upset because yesterday it snowed. Yesterday morning slash night it snowed in Kansas City and so I woke up. There's snow all over the ground. It was cold outside when literally like two days before it had been, you know, 70 degrees, something like that. And it's still kind of cold today and I know that it's spring so you know, warm weather isn't always promised, but it still makes me sad. I'm okay with uh, rain in the spring. I actually love rain in the spring. I think I've talked about that before, but I'm mad about snow. So I'm hoping that it gets warmer soon because truly I feel like I've never identifi- and identified more. <laughs> I'm going to sound so silly. Identified more as a plant. Um, than I do right now in my life like all I want to do is sit outside and sit in the sun and photosynthesize and I want to literally do that for a living if I could um, so that's my petition to make that a job because I would actually absolutely thrive at it um, so I'm hoping that it gets warmer soon hopefully I think next week it's supposed to be 80 so you know I hope the weather is good where you're at I know Missouri was like the biggest one to get all the snowstorms and I think it's moving to t- Kentucky now. Wow, is this a weather podcast? What did she know so much about the weather? Oh my god. But I hope that it's warm where you are and I hope that you're enjoying the sun for me because it's kind of sunny but it's not the same kind of sun as when it's warm. Honestly, this week I'm about to <laughs> I'm about to raw dog this episode because I'll be honest, I'm just going to kind of update everyone on my life and things that are happening because I have been doing so many recordings with people, which is great and so excellent. I'm so excited. Like I literally have recordings all the way with guests all the way until June recorded. I just need to edit them, which is obviously the worst part about having a podcast is editing them. But I really just wanted to kind of sit here and I didn't have the energy to come up with a whole thing in research because one there's so many things going on in the world right now that I just want to talk about and bring to attention but two sometimes I just want to have a chill podcast <laughs> and I just want to have a chill episode where we can just hang out and be buddies so that's what we're going to do this episode so let's get ready for a little update on Madison's life and the things going on in the world
first things first, what I want to start out with today is a little bit more on a somber note. Um, well, first of all, we all know the uh, verdict of the Derek Chauvin case came out last night, which is, I mean, exciting. I don't want to say exciting because that feels like such the wrong connotation for it, but he was guilty on all three counts, which is great and a step in the right direction. And everyone, especially black people, are able to celebrate that and be excited about that because it is truly, truly amazing and definitely showing that justice is being taken a little bit more seriously, hopefully, and um, hopefully just, I mean, it really just shows that the backlash, the protests, that they weren't all, you know, in vain. Obviously, they weren't, but they all went to something and speaking up and using our voices and getting mad about the things we care about, it's showing that that can work. It takes so much organization, though, and it takes so much time, and it takes people dying innocently for something to happen, for some change to be seen in the world. But I am very, very glad that um, the jury came as all guilty on all three accounts because even on all three accounts is pretty amazing. And as much trust as I wanted to have in it because they literally had evidence of him killing George Floyd, as much as I wanted that to be enough, um, in the back of my mind there was a, there was a little thought that it wouldn't be because, of course, it's our country. It's America. And, but as we, as some of you may know, that during that case, actually, I think right before the verdict was called, a 16-year-old black girl was fatally shot by an officer outside of her home in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, this young girl's name was Micaiah Bryant, um, and she it was allegedly, I'm not totally sure if she called the cops or if she didn't. I've read some articles that say that she did and some say that she didn't. But basically, she was shot um, She was shot four times in the chest and was left on the ground. And there are a lot of videos circulating around those videos, which sucks because just very very triggering for a lot of people and nobody you know really wants to see that it's great to have the footage you know in for for justice for a trial to occur but it just sucks and it really really sucks and it told it just shows our country as it is because of course that happened like minutes before good news for you know black lives was shown so it just shows I posted this on my story yesterday, but that there's just like not even a dent in the work that needs to be done in this country and the fight against systemic racism and the fight against fucking police. Like, it's just not even a dent. It's a little, it's a victory nonetheless, but it just shows that there's so much more work to be done. And especially a 16 year old girl, like, no matter how you spin that, no matter how you spin it, no matter how you think of it, a 16-year-old girl needed to be shot four times, just like a 13-year-old boy last week needing to be shot. Like, just there's no justification in that, especially as Kyle Riddenhart, um, I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name, is walking around, like, you know, didn't get shot or anything, and he literally committed a terrible, terrible crime. 
and all of those people that stormed the Capitol are walking around, most of them free. And so it just shows, like, it just shows that the hard country sucks. And I say that as a privileged white girl because I know that the country, you know, kind of sucks for me, but I know that it sucks so much harder for people of color and minorities and everywhere that that intersects. And I think it's just what has been coming to the forefront of my mind so often and so much recently is just like this problem of white feminism and this problem of like, yes, we're standing up to misogynists, you know, we're self-loving, we're being women, we're going to show, you know, everyone that we're strong and independent, we're girl boss babes, and yeah, we're leaving all our people of color in the dust. We just leave them be because women have this, white women have this specialty of jumping on a bandwagon that people of color already started and um, using it to their advantage, saying that they're going to do it all together, that we're all in this together, blah, 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 blah. We're, you know, we're doing this together. And then as soon as the white women get a little bit of an advantage or, you know, basically work out a deal where they're going to get they're going to get recognized or whatever it is. And, but black women and Latino women and native American women aren't. And we just jump on that train. We're like, yeah, like at the root of it, all the biggest problem right now is white supremacy. And us as white women, I know there's a lot of white women who listen to this podcast and me as a white woman, we have to focus so much more on the intersectionality of feminism. And we have to put that at the forefront of our minds in everything we do. Yes, men suck, no doubt. And they suck towards me and they suck towards my friends and my in my family. You know, they suck. And it sucks. Um, you know, sucks being object- objectified. And it sucks not being taken seriously in a world that I should be taken seriously in. But even more than that it sucks for me but I have my whiteness as a veil I have my whiteness as an in to the things that go on in America and yeah you know I get sexist comments of course now and then but women of color get in non-binary people of color get homophobia they get uh they get sexism and everything like that but they also get racism and they also get just like everything else that comes with it like that's literally what intersectionality is and I can only speak one language to them if I'm talking to a woman I can only speak my woman language to them but when speaking to black women or Latino women or non-binary folks like I can only speak what I know they have to be the ones telling and carrying the story and I know I say that having a podcast and I recognize my privilege in that but my I mean loudmouth is a place for everyone and I want it to be a safe space for everyone and I want to use this podcast to amplify those problems in our country and amplify and acknowledge that my white privilege overcomes a lot of my you know sexism of sexism that I received because white percent white supremacy is truly the root of all the evil that is in our country and I think it just keeps coming up more and more and I will definitely do more episodes on this if you guys want me to talk about it more and kind of talk about what I try to do to combat that what I try to do in my everyday life to be anti-racist and to put um, 
minorities at the forefront of feminist issues and at the forefront of LGBTQA plus issues because I'm, you know, I'm a bi woman, but I'm a bi white woman and my whiteness truly trumps a lot of the things that I experience in my life and it it gives me a cushion and so it just I don't know that again I'm just truly rambling this episode but it just it sucks and it sucks that I have a safety net and other people don't and it sucks that you know like I don't always know what to do and it's okay to admit that but you have to the the worst thing is is when white women say, you know, well, what do I do? And they go to black women and they say, well, what do I do? And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just like do your research. There are books about it. There are podcasts about it. There are people who make TikTok videos about it. And it's like just revel in that experience and try not to ask <laughs> all these uh, people of color to explain exactly what you need to be doing to be anti-racist because that's not their job it's our job to figure it out and to do it it's our job to research and to find stories to read their stories to listen to them it's our it's our job to uplift people of color's joy of their happiness and, and I think that's the biggest problem with like sharing these videos sometimes of people dying in the street black people dying in the street because it's like that's all we hear about it you know what I'm saying like we need to for every video of someone getting a, a person of color getting hurt and being mistreated we need to have like 20 more videos of their joy of their happiness and that's why I especially really love what everyone's doing with the Micaiah Bryant kind of um murder is that they're sharing videos of her being happy they're sharing her videos of her being joyful and things like that because that's how we should be remembering these people and it's good to have those videos of you know it's good to have those body cam videos and those videos of the pro of the people who showed up on the scene it's great to have those videos for evidence purposes and you know to show people sometimes that like <laughs> hey this is a real fucking deal this is an issue but we also just have to remember that we need to like revel in black joy and black excellence as well and we can't just sit there and share these videos of traumatizing experiences for black people and people of color and minorities without you know hyping them up whenever they have their business or hyping them up when they're happy and whatnot so I feel like that's just my been the forefront of my social justice issues right now is learning how I can be more anti-racist learning how I can put those voices at the forefront and I'm really trying to because I know that it's a problem with my podcast I have white people on it all the time white women especially but I really I'm really need I need to focus on diversifying my podcast and I need to focus on because I truly do love a ton of people of color and I follow a bunch of people of color but in my circles there's a lot of white people and I need to do my job do my part on this podcast and share those stories of people of color doing excellent things and learning about things and learning from them and amplifying their voices and helping them become a loud mouth um <laughs> this is a lot of word ramble and mumbo jumbo but 
I just want to be open and honest on here because, I mean, that's who I am, and that's what I want to be, and I don't, I don't ever want to not recognize my privilege, and I don't ever want to use this podcast just to amplify, you know, white people's voices more because we don't really need the amplification. So if you guys have any people that you would love to see, like minorities, um, that you would love to see on this podcast, please message me and let me know because I really, really do want to diversify um, my audience. And if you do something really cool and you're a minority, like, please message me. I would love to have you on. Um, But I think I just, I need to be real with myself and I need to sit down and genuinely try to have more conversations surrounding that and a lot of my episodes that I pre-recorded are with white white people so I'm gonna kind of clear those out and really really work to diversify my podcast and really really work to uplift those voices I try every time something happens to make sure that I say it and provide resources for people to go to and to donate to but you know that's not that's not enough and I need to I need to learn I need to learn and I need to focus on making sure that I uplift those other voices. Um I was going to say something more about how I quit my job, but honestly, I feel like at this point like I I just need to leave this episode at that and I need to leave my episode at this idea that I'm really tr- really really trying to focus more on being anti-racist, focus more on the intersectional feminism. And I've always, always strongly believed in intersectionality in feminism because that's the only way to do it. And it sucks learning about the suffrage movement because I just know all those white women who helped spearheaded it. Like, it's great they got women the right to vote, but let's be clear, they got white women the right to vote. And the people who started that were who started the movement were black women and white women just jumped on their backs and said, yes, like this is a great cause. We're in it with you. Yes, let's do it. And then as soon as they got the cop out to be like, okay, we're giving women the right to vote, but it's only white women. White women were like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And just left people of color in the dust. So yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I just really, really wanted to, bring that to people's attention and to talk about everything that's been going on in the world because it's so hard to decipher and there's so many things that are happening and I'm so so grateful that I have the privilege that I have but I also need to realize that I need to use that privilege I can't just be grateful for it you know what is doing what is that what is that saying what is me saying I'm a feminist do if I'm not actively uplifting the voices um, that are underrepresented in our community and that aren't being heard and that aren't being listened to. And, I mean, it goes to show, like, people of color, minorities, they get shit done. And it sucks that we just piggyback off of them for that. They get shit done. The Black Lives Matter movement was created by black mothers. And now it's, you know, such a big movement and it's so widely known and widely loved and listened to and it's just like we all piggyback off it and we all beg them to tell us what to do to make our whiteness feel okay and we beg them to tell us you know I'm not racist like I'm not racist what should I do to be better blah 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 and it's like there are just so many things out there that we can do on our own that we can research that we can listen to books that we can read um and 
yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just really, really wanted to kind of confront that because I know that I can, that I'm a white woman and I know that that is my fault or not my fault, but that like, <laughs> that sounded so wrong because that's not what I meant. I meant more of like, I know that it is my job to actively, actively work on being intersectional in my feminism and being intersectional in my justice issues and focusing not on my feelings, not on my white tears, but focusing on those who experience even more harmful and, you know, hurtful things than I do. Um, and I do, I want to recommend a book for those who are feminists and, which you all should be if you're listening to this, but for those who are feminists and kind of want to read a little bit more on just intersectional feminism, um, Eloquent Rage by Brittany Cooper is literally life-changing. That book was so good. I listened to it as an audiobook too, so she was the one who um, spoke it, and I, books that are spoken by the authors are just, in my opinion, so superior to honestly reading them by themselves, but Brittany Cooper is such an amazing, amazing woman, and I love her, and I, um, truly truly look up to her in that book like it was so good it was so good and it was such a good commentary and eye-opener to how my whiteness trumps you know my sexism and white supremacy is truly just the root of it all so I highly recommend that book it's also it's very funny it's very you know obviously like hard not hard to read but it's very deep and it's very intellectual and it's it makes you question a lot of things but Brittany Cooper is so funny and the way she tells her stories is so good and it talks about her just like growing up as a black woman and I highly highly recommend it and another book that I haven't read yet but I have been recommended is Hood Feminism and so I will also put that in the um cap or in the show notes as well but it's by Mickey Kendall and it talks about just like the intersectionality and mainstream feminism and how like meeting basic needs is a feminist issue like food insecurity living wage access to education all that like it just all plays into feminism and how we need to focus on feminism not just being you know equality for women it needs to be equality for all and it needs to be like centered around minorities and centered around those who are truly truly underrepresented in our country okay (laughs) I'm going to end it on that note and you know in a couple weeks I'll tell you the story of me quitting because it is a good story and I really do want to share it with you guys but for now that's what I'm going to leave it on um please follow me at loudmouth pod if you guys have any recommendations of people that you want to see on the podcast please dm me there I would love to hear them or if you want to be on the podcast please let me know um let me know any books that I should read or any ways that you think I could focus a little bit more or help you recognize white women specifically help you recognize where you need to be more putting you know people of color at the forefront and kind of helping navigate that field because I truly do want to try and help any way that I can um yeah okay and I don't want to come across as a white savior in any way shape or form I think more of what this is meaning is that I need to do self I need to do work on myself and I need to remember that the privilege that I have is great and I need to use 
it to totally reconstruct the way that I've grown up in this world and use it to uplift other people's voices and sometimes shut my quiet mouth up, you know? <laughs> so, yes, follow me on Instagram, at loudmouthpod. Um, I have so many great guests coming up this uh, in this next month, and I'm really, really excited to share it with you guys. So follow me on there. Email me, loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com. Rate, leave a review, subscribe, follow this podcast, anything you want to do, anything goes at this point. But I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being loudmouths. And please go uplift someone in your community today. Okay. Goodbye, guys. Bye.